Welcome to the Ring Chasers podcast. We're here live talking about the NBA playoffs and more. We're going to open up here today talking about some of the teams that were eliminated this past week. And we're going to open up talking about the Philadelphia 76ers. Let's go. I had my main man, Kawhi. What a a shot that was. That was a great shot. The shot. The shot. (laughs) Was it lucky? Was that shot lucky? I'm gonna open up so, He's hitting he's hitting corner shots like that a lot. Um he's he's really perfected that mid range game. You know, you don't see that a lot in the NBA today. If you just if you look at where shots are common, it's mostly just in the paint or in the three. You don't see a lot of mid range shooters. But yeah. What a what a finish to that the, game. I have to think that, that shot was a bit lucky. I mean it as a fan of Kawhi, I can't say it's lucky. Big, I big ricochet off the <laughs> rim. Big ricochet off the rim. Anyhow, let's talk about the 76ers. They're out of the playoffs. We can talk about the Raptors later. But what's next for the Philadelphia 76ers? Do you think they need to make any trade moves regarding anybody on their team? What I mean, Jimmy Butler potentially could leave this offseason. I think he is. I don't know if you had seen – I don't know if um, you had seen what I had sent in our group chat that um, – that he just said goodbye, that thank you for everything, 76ers. I don't know if he had saw that, but it was – I think that's a sign right there that he's definitely leaving. I think for him and how – as a player, how much I like him, I would like to see him on another team. I think he'd be a great a great leader and definitely a first option. I could see him surrounding himself with a couple, a couple other options scoring-wise and, you know, everything else, but – but definitely, I would like to see him move from that team. But what do you think? Um, I, I'm not I'm not sold on Jimmy Butler on the Philadelphia 76ers, but I don't think he's their biggest problem. I think they have one big problem that they need to get rid of, and it's either Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid. <laughs> is this supposed to be a hot take? It, it, it is. That's their future. They can't. I don't think that would be a good move. I think they're really great players at their position. I think, I think the best thing they need to do is keep their team. Jimmy Butler is definitely leaving. I'm I'm 100% on that. I think he's going to leave. I think he should leave. And Tobias Harris, I think he should I think he's on a player option, so I would I would see what he can do with I don't know. I would like to see him to see him stay with that team cuz I think he'd be a great third option, but um I don't know. I don't know what else they can do with their team. I don't see anybody being interested in joining that team. Here's yeah. here's my reasoning for them to trade Joel Embiid or Ben Simmons. Yes. A lot of people this week have been talking, recapping this game, and they were complaining that Joel Embiid was not getting the ball in the post enough towards the end of the game. Oh, yeah. if, if you want Joel Embiid to get the ball in the post, if you do give Joel Embiid the ball in the post and he's deep in the paint, that completely takes Simmons out of the game because there's no way for Simmons to score. If Simmons goes into the paint, he's immediately double teamed. Yeah, I don't think he was getting the ball that much because of because of players like Tobias and players like well, Joel and Jimmy B- Butler. Joel and, and he B- was he was pretty sick. I don't think they wanted to rely on him that much with him being sick and injured and he had the ball. All that. He had the ball. He was just like thirty feet away from the hoop. He was at the three point line. He was hitting some threes. Marcus was biting on every pump fake, which kind of irritated me, but but. I mean, Joel Embiid is not a three-point shooter. We saw that this year. We continue to see that over and over he again. He was hitting shots. He's not a consistent three-point shooter. but He's he not is, consistent. He's hitting shots. He's a big man who needs to be in the paint, but 
in today's game. He's, uns- he's unstoppable in the paint, and they need him in the paint. So if jo- if Ben Simmons is clogging the paint and there's no way for him to score outside of the paint, then who's to say that he's not going to learn? He's going to he's going to work on his shot and become a, a mid range shooter, hopefully a three point shooter. I, I mean, there's nothing stopping him. Listen, he's got he's got he's got the he's got the will. That's what my one is. caveat on trading Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid oh, is boy. if one of them creates a great jump shot and a reliable jump shot then i can see it uh for me it has to, it kind of has to be ben simmons because you don't want joel Embiid outside in the po- we don't want joel Embiid at the three-point line you want him in the post but one of them has to develop a jump shot for sure for this to even have it for them to have a chance to win the eastern conference ever yeah. in my opinion they've got a great team uh i don't i don't agree with them trading away their their biggest players because who knows if tobias harris will stay who knows if any of the other players will stay. I think they're all a great team. Mike Scott, James Ennis, J.J. Redick. Those are all great players coming off the bench or being a six-man or being a role player. They're all they're all great players. But um, I think keeping keeping Ben Simmons in, and uh, I'm sorry, Joel Embiid is, is your best option to becoming a title contender in the East. I tell you what, That's the, the 76ers thing. surprised me. I didn't think they would take the Raptors to seven games. I thought that it'd be a much uh, easier series for the Raptors. I think the the 76ers actually did a great job, especially defensively in that series, at containing the Raptors. I think we see the Raptors' lack of scoring options, and we'll talk about that later. But uh, the 76ers, I think overall it should be kind of a positive season, but they have a lot of reform to do in the offseason. And I, in my opinion, I think it starts with either one of Joel Embiid or Ben Simmons developing a jump shot or mm-hmm. trading one of them. That's my, that's my little hot. I can take. agree with that. Yeah, the uh, the Seventy Sixers did look like they were. I don't know. The Seventy Sixers looked more like they were going to win that series, especially the very first three, four games of the series. They looked, they looked really good, but I think it slipped away, especially with Embiid being hurt and injured. But let's move on from that. Let's talk about how the Rockets. Um, I think the whole team underperformed there against the Golden State Warriors. I don't think. They would have any other chance against any of those, those teams, Portland or Denver. It was a discussion that came up previously with us that if the Rockets had to play the Trailblazers or even Denver, say like the roles were reversed, that David here thinks the Rockets would beat both the Nuggets if they had to bo- and the Trailblazers. So I did not agree with that. I would say maybe the play, the Trailblazers, but I think the Nuggets would give them a huge fight. But I had in that in the semifinals, I really liked the way Portland played. Uh, McCollum was on fire. They really showed how well their backcourt could be Lillard and McCollum. But I don't see the Rockets all right beating Nuggets Here. or Trailblazers. All right. So definitely, I want to hear your opinion. I'm on gonna it. I'm gonna throw some stuff out here, okay. and there's gonna be a lot of disagreement here, yeah. but I think the Western Conference has now become overhyped in a way. Mm-hmm. We've been talking so much about the Western Conference and how much how. Why would we not? Know? Why would we not? They, the best players, the best of the best, are in the West. Okay, you've got you've got some great players in the in the East, but if you look at every single seed in the west they've got one or two maybe three great players that are top tier players okay well okay but if you look at the the east you don't have anybody in detroit 
you do, but they're not they're not working well. You've got players uh, Magic, they don't have any stars. You got Nets, uh, there's not much there. I mean, you're looking at the bottom of the East. I'm talking about the top of these conferences. The top of these conferences, I don't think the Trailblazers are very good. I think the tra- frankly, I think the Trailblazers are kind of lucky to be in the Western Conference Finals. Uh, you see, Lillard, Lillard was great in the series against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Maybe it was the trash talk with Russell Westbrook that hyped him up, but since then he's been mediocre at times especially in that nugget series he really struggled mccollum has been a surprise this playoffs but realistically i think the rockets are levels above both of those teams i don't know the trailblazers and the nuggets and and i think the 76ers raptors and bucks would all be would are all better than the nuggets and the trailblazers the only teams that are above the teams in the east i think are the golden state warriors and the Houston Rockets. I think those teams in the East that have a lot more depth than teams in the West, but the, there's just more star power in the West. The, the, I think I can agree with the Trailblazers maybe not doing well in the East if if they were there, but but I don't see like a young team with such great talent um, doing bad of against the Rockets. But I don't know. I don't. Portland, Portland need to fire back. Well, they're, yes. We can talk about Portland later, but how about the Rockets? What do you see for their future? Do you see James Harden ever winning a title in Houston? Do you think Chris Paul should be there next year? What does their future look like? I mean, Chris Paul's under contract, but do you think they should try and move him? What what What's the next stage for uh, the Houston Rockets? Definitely, if they can move him now, move him now. His, he's, I don't see him getting any better. I don't see him... I don't see him improving or helping the team in any way, especially after this season, how underperform I think he played. But I think if they could move him, they need to move him right away because if they have want to have any chance at winning the title in the next two, three years, um, I think I think they need to get rid of him. Their team their team is great with Capella and James Harden, but I just don't see players like Chris Paul and maybe even PJ Tucker being being there in the next couple of years or even helping the team in any way. But definitely, like I said, I think Chris Paul, if they can get rid of him, they should get rid of him very soon. I touched on this in the last, uh, when we did our little segment on playoff underperformers, but I think Chris Paul's past his prime. I don't think yes. we, I, well, he's clearly past his prime. I think we knew that, but I think we're past seeing great basketball from Chris Paul and he surprised me in game six he actually had a really great game six after we recorded that episode but I just I still don't know about him and, and every year we should he gets see a great game worse. like that every game not when not when it matters the most I f- every game is an important game especially in the finals and especially how much how much experience he has in the playoffs he should be playing or he should have been playing like that every single game but I mean you only saw it in game six that's a bit that's a bit frustrating as as a fan and I mean especially I would assume for his teammates. I mean I don't I can only assume but I don't I, agree. I would say it's a bit it's a bit frustrating. I agree. I think uh missing the Warriors missing KD actually defensively really hurt them in that series mm-hmm. in that game 6. I think Chris Paul got a little had his way a little bit yeah. rather than against smaller defenders. I think they were a bit carried. I, I they were a bit carried by Harden there. He was he was doing great. 
he just didn't have the help. He, the team compared to last year, I keep telling you this, man, they, they lost they lost really some key players and it, it it was obviously it was obviously shown there. They they didn't have a third or fourth option if you want to say offensively. The t- the team wasn't there defensively. They couldn't do anything to stop um stop Durant besides PJ Tucker and even then you've got the two other options in Clay Thompson and Stephen Curry. You lost two great defensive and offensive players. So I wasn't yeah. – I didn't have that many – as much as I wanted them to win, I didn't, I didn't have much hope for them. I was really high on the Rockets, especially after they tied it 2-2. Um, I think I picked them to win the series multiple times. It was probably a mistake, but uh, I think the it was a really bad move by the Rockets uh, front office to get rid of Trevor Ariza and Luke Mbamute. I don't know if they had the f- the the cap space to bring both of them back in, but they should have uh, they should have tried at least. That cancerous, I'm sorry, the cancerous Chris Paul uh, contract that he got was terrible. Why would you? I don't think that's that's great for trying to acquire acquire other players. Everybody's looking for money, but everybody's also looking for a chance to win. And when you at a at such a late age take a four year, I think around 160 million dollar contract, that's just a bit selfish on your part as a as a veteran player who who definitely needs needs to be surrounded by players for especially in this conference to be surrounded by players um to win a title the biggest mistake i think that the rockets made this last past summer was signing carmelo anthony i think we all saw that and that that was their <laughs> that was their solution to losing Trevor Ariza and Luke Mbamute. I think that was a really bad solution, yeah. and they realized that they got rid of him, but it wasn't enough to save their season. All right, let's move on. Yeah, let's move on to the conference finals. Um, is that what you want to talk about? Yeah, let's All go. Right. Let's go. Ahead. Well, we've got Golden State Warriors on a 2-0, unfortunate lead over Portland, and we've got Milwaukee playing tonight. Hopefully, Tor- Toronto can tie that series. Um, who have you got winning these series? Let's start off with that. Uh, let's say Portland, Golden State. I, I would now, say you have Golden State. We we let talked about this just, <laughs> just earlier. Um, I got clearly this Golden State in this series. It's going to be in four or five games. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not sold on a sweep, especially after last night. Impressive stuff from Portland. C.J. McCollum was great last night. Lillard was better last Couldn't night. Close it out. Couldn't close Very it out. I just I don't like the Trailblazers. I I don't see them, especially against the Warriors. They are a worst version of the Warriors. I they have the backcourt of C.J. McCollum and Damian Damian Lillard. Steph Curry and Clay Thompson are better. Clay Thompson can defend, is is an elite defender. I'd say, which neither C.J. McCollum nor Damian Lillard are. Plus on the fact that uh, plus adding another. Quasi All Star. He's not an All Star perennial, but he's a really great player. And Draymond Green does a little bit of everything. And in these playoffs, he's shown he's up. Great. He's a great player. I don't like the fact that a lot of people discount him from that team. He's. I think he's the heart and soul. He's. He's definitely the the defensive. I guess you could say soul of that team. But he's just. He's all around a great player. Uh, don't. I don't like the way people will discount him from the team. I think he's great. He, he's a good. He's a great player. And, and Portland has no one to match him. Portland has the best thing they Harkless. have is Mo Harkless, Mo Harkless, uh, Al Farouk Aminu. These guys aren't as good, aren't close to Draymond Green's level. 
they aren't close. And defensively, defensively, but they're there offensively. I can say. I guess, yeah. Draymond Green's not <laughs> an offensive savant, but Golden State is is just their bench has really impressed me in these playoffs, especially after KD went down mm-hmm. against the Rockets. And when the Warriors in transition without Kevin Durant in transition, they are incredible. I was looking at some statistics, and their points off turnovers have increased substantially. Mm-hmm. I know I was looking with Kevin Durant. I think they've had like about 10 points off turnovers in one game. And since he's gone down, there have been games with 24 points off turnovers. I think they're 25 doing great. points off turnovers. They're doing a great job of locking up. If you if you watch that game, I think they're doing a great job of locking up Blue. He's turning the ball over a lot. He's not he's not scoring a lot. I think that's what it is. I don't think I don't think it's that he's underperforming. Um, if you want to use that word, I think I think in game seven against Denver and especially I think Golden State had learned something just watching Denver play against Portland. They're definitely locking him up. He's he's not he was playing good early in the series of the semifinals, but they're they're definitely doing something defensively that he can't get around. Which makes it definitely hard for the for the ball to move around and for the team to perform well. I think that's what it is. But uh, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. That's great. I think that's the, what it was. The turnovers are killing whoever plays Golden State because they are in transition when they don't have Kevin Durant. They're so much faster. The ball's moving around. Yeah. I don't think they're better without Kevin Durant because defensively, I think Kevin Durant adds another element that. Yeah. that I don't think it makes sense for someone to say that a team is worse when their best player is out. I, I mean, the, the team is better when their best player is out. That doesn't make any sense. I, I think it could make sense in a in a little bit, but I... I think, the ball, I think things move around quicker, but that the man that's dropping 30 points a game for you, is that's definitely having an effect. He's, if if he was there, I, I, would, I would be a lot more confident in saying that this series might be a sweep, but saying that the best player in the world is... Uses to the team. I think Seth Curry said it best when he said that, uh, I believe this, I'm not going to direct quote here, but uh, he said that the ball moves around faster when Kevin Durant is in there and that they are harder to guard when Kev- Kevin Durant is in there, but they're not better. Yeah. I think that's a, I think that's a valid statement, and I think that the Warriors are, I think for the Trailblazers, it might be a tougher matchup for them without Kevin Durant because the ball is just moving so much faster and the the Trailblazers have turned it over, have fallen into a lot of the Warriors' traps and turned it over a lot in this series. Well, my prediction for this, I think as much as I, I would like Portland to win, as much as I'd like to see somebody else coming out of the West, I think Golden State is definitely just going to is gonna take this series. But unfortunately, Golden State is out. It's just uh, I'm sorry, KD is out the next two games, and that's two games at Portland's home. As long as Portland can cannot rely on Damian Lillard too much and McCollum steps up like he did with Denver and just the whole team stepping up I think I think they could take these next two games I and I hope they do take these next two games but I could see maybe game six Golden State winning that series but um I think KD not being there these next two games at Portland's home is gonna definitely have an effect because the way Portland performs at home is just great. I think the fan base is great. I think I think they're a great uh, home team. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to the other conference finals, the Eastern Conference finals. Now, this series 
It's interesting. It was a great game one. Great game one. Mm-hmm. What do you have moving forward in the series? Who do you have winning, and why? I think the most um, the most frustrating part is when <laughs> that wasn't your question, but the, just just for me, let me just say this now. Um, the most frustrating part of watching these games is how these great teams can get a lead and they just give it up. They just they just look. It just makes them look terrible. It, it makes the coach look terrible. I don't. I don't think it's. It's just hard to watch for them to have a a fifteen point plus lead and then just give it away. It's just. It's just so. It's it's hard. It's just very frustrating. You're talking but about Portland. Portland. Portland last and time. Toronto. I mean, Toronto had a had a lead go at halftime. Had a lead going into the fourth. A very it got, um, shortened a little, but they. They gave up a lead, and it was it it just it was hard to watch. It that was, was embarrassing, fr- frustrating to watch, especially in the Portland game. That was embarrassing yeah. last night, giving up a fifteen point lead like that on the road. You battle hard. Everything was going in the first half for Portland, and all of a sudden, the lead just went away, and they just let Steph take over. Yeah, and that that can't happen, especially if you're Western Conference team in the Western Conference Finals. And that's my big argument about Portland is just. That I mean, an embarrassing 15-point lead loss after being blown out by 20 in game one. It's just something that I don't think one of the best teams in the NBA would do. Yeah, I think Milwaukee got very lucky, though. And a uh, great performance by Brooke Love is something that I don't think anybody would even assume or just pull out of thin air is that Brooke Love has had such a good game. I could say that Milwaukee does not have a great – they don't have – they don't play very well at home. You saw in that Boston, just the very first game, they got blown out in this Toronto game. They almost, they could have easily got blown out if they didn't have such a great performance by Brook Lopez. But I don't think they're a very good home team. Just in in what you saw in Boston and what you saw in this game one against Toronto, I think they need to play a little bit better at home if they want to. If if they are the team to come out of the East, I think they need to, be, to learn how to become better and. And managing a lead against teams like Golden State or maybe Portland, it's they've got to play better. Um, it's your home. Your players need to step up. Everybody needs to step up. This is the time. But uh, so so saying that, let's go back to my original question: Who do you think is going to win this series, <laughs> and why? Why do you think who that? who, who do, do I have? Who do you I've have? got Toronto. I'm gonna. S- I don't know. I don't like saying who I have right off the bat off of a game one because it's okay. so hard but um the team I you're, personally like you're are leaning towards team you're leaning yeah, the team toward. I'm le- leaning towards is Toronto uh, how far it will go I don't know maybe after this game and the next the next podcast we're able to give to our fans um you might get a definite answer for me but I would like to see how this game goes tonight <laughs> um I've got Toronto though you've got Toronto so. I I I've been saying Toronto since the beginning of the season, but yeah, I think we both I think we both shared that that we had Toronto coming out the East. I but I just I'm not counting out this Milwaukee team. I'm not counting out any team at all, especially Portland. I think they can take those next two games at home. But yes, continue. Portland, I think they can take. We're, we're, the talking, we're talking about Toronto, man. I know. I'm just saying that I I'm, I don't like to count out teams. Okay. I mean, a lot of people were counting out Milwaukee after that Boston game one, <laughs> Paul Pierce, but <laughs> but. I don't know. 
Uh, I just don't like counting out teams. But I, I, I've been picking Toronto since the beginning. And I tell you what, after the series against Philadelphia, I don't know if it was great by Philadelphia, great defense, or if it's just Toronto lacking a scoring option. I think I saw it. We saw it at a variety of times in game one as well. Kyle Lowry was hitting everything, and Kawhi Leonard, there were, there were, there was a point where Kyle Lowry was just scoring all their points, and and the Raptors are just they're just it seems like one player will step up the next one game, yeah, and the next yeah. game just yeah. a different player will have to step up, and the other player is just awful. It's they can't score a bucket for them. Yeah. Like like one game Kawhi will go off and he's getting all the buckets yeah. and Kyle Lowry I think Lowry he goes off every game. I don't know about one. Well, game. last but, night he struggled. But I can say yeah, uh, one game one he he kind of struggled. He wasn't shooting great from the field. He didn't score a significant amount, and Kyle Lowry had to take over the scoring load. And and these other players, Pascal Siakam did a decent job, but toward in the second half he really did struggle. And at, they they seemed to be to just struggle to get a consistent scoring option out of. Uh, more than one of their players at a time. Yeah, uh, I can agree with that. Uh, you, I think Kawhi is carrying a huge load for that team, and you'll see, you, like like you said, you'll see a player step up, and then the next game it, they're just very inconsistent. I can agree with that, but definitely I would like to see more consistency from another player. Definitely Lowry, maybe Ibaka. I mean he he's been performing lately. He's been performing very well, but. Players like Marcus Saul, who who played great during the regular season, players like Siakam, definitely those players could could step up. I think they I think they really need it if they want to move into the finals. Marcus Saul has been a great defensive anchor, and he'll hit some threes in these games. But yeah. then it just seems like when they need him in the fourth quarter, he just doesn't. Yeah. He can't get a bucket. I and think it could be just just the way that they keep rotating that lineup and. It, I don't know if this this is something that could be agreed upon, but uh, I mean, it could be a lineup changes and everything. It's just I don't know. He's I don't know. I I'm not afraid to put out my prediction right now. I'm gonna throw it out there. I still have the Raptors in seven games. I have them actually beating the Milwaukee Bucks. I have no idea what their arena call, arena's called, so I got them beating Four. them in Game Seven. <laughs> I got Toronto beating them in Game Seven in Milwaukee. So the game tonight, who have you got? And tonight, how much? How much do you think? I'm assuming you're taking Toronto. How much do you think Toronto would win by I, Milwaukee? I'm not taking Toronto tonight. I'm I'm actually going to take uh, Milwaukee. So they're going to take a commanding 2-0 lead against Toronto Raptors. I think they are, and I think Toronto will win games three and four in Toronto. They'll they'll just kind of that's where Toronto will kind of gain their footing in yeah. the series and kind of figure things out. I think they lose tonight. I think after that disheartening game one where you're leading for most of the night, you get uh, night, you yeah. get a pretty incredible night from Kyle Lowry that you can't expect every night. Obviously, Brooke Lopez was incredible on the night. But very I think – I think – I don't know. That he, was a very lucky performance. He's he been – He been, didn't see any – He's like been, a, a little bit of that in the Boston series. You didn't see a little bit of that in Detroit. He just got a very lucky game. He played well. I'm not taking away from how well he played, but I think he got. I think the Milwaukee team got lucky. He shot really well during the regular season. Uh, carrying over into the playoffs, yes, he's been awful in the playoffs. I believe he was averaging about five points per game coming into this yeah. series. But I, I just, I see t- Milwaukee taking off tonight again, and 
Toronto got a great game out of Kyle Lowry again, but I just I don't see I see a kind of a disheartened Toronto team coming into tonight, and I see Milwaukee coming out with another game. Well, I'll go against you there. I think I've got Toronto. I think they're going to learn something from that game one. They're going to definitely try to maintain their lead, and I think they're going to get a, a great strong start in that first half as long as they make, can maintain it and just close out the game. I, th- I could see them. I could see the whole team, the whole starting five going for double digits, especially, obviously, Kawhi. But, um, yeah, I've got Toronto tonight. Well, in all this playoff madness, there was another thing called the draft lottery. Yes. The draft lottery happened, and who is your Is this the end of tanking? Um, I don't know too much about the (laughs) draft lottery, but I just was surprised that teams that – Teams that were um, that did look like they were tanking, you know, Suns, Cavaliers, Bulls. I don't know if you want to call it tanking, whatever you want to call it. I think only the Knicks got a top top three team, uh, top a- three pick out of the bottom three worst teams yeah. in the NBA. Only the which all have the same chances at the first pick. Only the Knicks got a third. Only the Knicks got a top three. Yeah, um, it's unfortunate for a team to if they are tanking to perform so bad during the regular season and they don't even get a top five pick in the, and I don't think, I don't even think the team got a top five pick in the draft. It's unfortunate, but regardless, we can talk about that forever. Let's just, let's just talk about, I just want to say something about the draft lottery, the draft lottery percentages and the changing odds of the draft lottery. I think it's terrible. I did not like this at all. Um, I think the worst teams in the NBA need to get these picks. I don't think the Lakers need, only right. need, a, need a fourth pick. I don't think the, the New Orleans Pelicans necessarily needed a first pick. Yes, they're going through some turmoil, but it's— If they weren't, then—yeah, I can it, agree with that. If, so, they, if they weren't even going through that turmoil with their star player, then they've just acquired a, another star player with, in Zion Williamson. I, I mean, can definitely agree. New with Orleans that. can be a playoff contender again next year very easily. I, I mean, they could be a top team in the West next year easily just because they got extre- <laughs> they got extremely. I don't lucky. know about that. I could I could see them definitely well, improving, but becoming a top team in the West is. I think that's I think a very hot take. Just saying, I think a team like Cleveland and a team like Phoenix deserve to be higher. In the draft lottery, in the the draft, also Chicago, Atlanta. I know Atlanta got, I think, the eighth pick. Eighth They're and tenth. Eighth, eighth and tenth, but they had a ten and a half percent chance at the first pick. They yeah. end up all the way back at eighth. That's just, I, I don't think blasphemy. <laughs> blasphemy. All right, yeah. who are your, who's your biggest winner from the draft lottery? I, I have two big winners from the draft lottery. They're kind of obvious, but I don't know. I was really hoping that those those teams that really deserve the top top four picks got something I, I wanted to see the bulls get somebody uh very early in that in the in the draft but they unfortunately weren't able to get a top five pick so i don't know i, I would like to hear your your my spiel my biggest winner from this draft lottery is the new orleans pelicans obviously for obvious reasons zion williamson this speeds up their rebuild process so i mean Tremendously, yeah. Tremendous. Because here, here's what they can do. Even if, let's say, 
Let's say Anthony Davis wants to leave. You can easily get the third pick or the fourth pick for Anthony Davis plus extra assets. Let's say you're trading with the Lakers. You get the fourth pick, which you can get, let's say, a Darius Garland, a talented player at four. Or or you can get plus a, plus a Kyle Kuzma-type player, I feel like. One of those players from the Lakers, Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram. You can get some talented young players from the Lakers. Or you can trade with the Celtics, get Jason Tatum. And then you just combine this core with Zion Williamson, and you have a rebuilding team. I mean, if you trade with the Knicks, you can get R.J. Barrett in the draft and some other pieces. I don't really want to talk about how bad the <laughs> Knicks pieces are, the rest of the Knicks pieces are. But the the Pelicans, just like they have a young core with Drew Holiday, Zion Williamson, and insert name here from the trade for Anthony Davis. Or if Anthony Davis stays, you have an immediate semi-contender in the West. With the the West, the bottom of the West, they can easily sneak into one of those playoff spots. It's not difficult and the, I could see a team with Anthony Davis, I could see them being a three or four seed in the West easily. With Zion Williamson, <laughs> Anthony Davis, and Drew Holiday, I think that could easily be a top three or four team in the West. Uh, I completely, I don't think I can add on, but I completely agreed on, agree with you on the Pelicans being a winner there. But I also like the Knicks. I, I like R.J. Barrett. I like how he, how he was with Duke. But I think if they actually keep him, and they can acquire another player in Durant or maybe even Kyrie. It would I don't think it would be bad for the for RJ Barrett and Kyrie to to be together on that team. But um I think the Knicks were probably the top uh, even though they didn't get a, the first or second pick. They got they still have a pick in RJ Barrett. Um I think I think they did well. Like I said I don't know. I I my winners ironically my Knicks are actually a loser big loser in this one but I'm going to go with winners my last winner is the Los Angeles Lakers I mean this is an easy one they had a 1% chance 1% at <laughs> getting the top pick and they got a top 4 pick in this draft lottery I mean basically this gives them a big bargaining chip in the Anthony Davis sweepstakes which they didn't have previously um they could have offered a, a mid-round pick if they they got the actual draft order so this was just huge for them that they can throw in a fourth pick I know that the top three picks are have been said to be just levels above the other picks but I think I think they can negotiate a deal excuse me with New Orleans and they can get they can get Anthony Davis I think he wants to go to LA if he does go to LA I think not really up to him he's it's not they're, up to him. They're trading him. It's up to the Pelicans and who they want to add to their team. I mean, as soon as you lose uh, Anthony Davis, you're definitely losing a huge, a huge. You're taking a huge loss in your backcourt. Frontcourt. I'm sorry. For me, the Lakers have to trade this pick, though. For me, the Lakers have to trade this pick because there's no one that fits their team. Either they have to trade Lonzo Ball, or they have to trade this pick because there's no one. They can't. The only players that are good enough to be drafted at that fourth slot are point guards who want are basically ball dominant guards. You already have LeBron James who's going to be carrying the ball a lot. Darius Garland can play off the ball. I don't love him off the ball though. He can't. I I don't think he's a spot up shooter. I, and I don't mm-hmm. think you want a spot up shooter. Lonzo Ball is another ball dominant guard, and we don't know about his health. I think I, the Lakers have got every piece they need on that team. 
They've got every position filled. I think what they really need is a a power forward center. Um, I can agree with them maybe trading off that pick for a a I don't know just just another player in that in that front court that they could really use because I think they're lacking only in in those positions. I think they've got a lot of young talent in in the top three, top four positions if you want to say if you're putting LeBron at the four, but. But I think they've got all the talent they need. They just need somebody in that paint that can dominate. Especially do you think they, when LeBron is on the bench? Do you think they should trade the pick or trade Lonzo Ball? Do you agree with that? I would. If I'm, I'm not a big fan of Lonzo Ball, so I would definitely say trade Lonzo Ball. Um, he's definitely got a high ceiling, but the way he's been performing in what is this his second, maybe third year? I don't know. Um, I think he could be performing better. I'm not. I'm not too too big on on how well he's been playing I think he could I, I think the team could do without him I'd like to see another another player go there the point guard position all right my biggest draft losers I'm gonna go with that New York Knicks I know he said a winner I just for the Knicks they need a really big superstar this was the opportunity for them to get Zion Williamson. I know there's talks about KD in the summer, and hopefully he does go to the New York Knicks in the summer. I'd like to see the Knicks to be good again. Not a big fan yeah, of the Knicks. I agree with that. I'd just like to see them. Uh, it's been a lot of long years of suffering for them. But Zion Williamson, that was their goal. And I watched a lot of fan reactions from New York this week, and it was just <laughs> devastated. And I understand it. And as a Magic fan who's been suffering a lot recently, I understand it. And – R.J. Barrett, it's a nice piece, but it's it's just something that's not gonna take those take the Knicks to the next level. They have a they just have basically their whole roster is pretty bad. I mean, there's only a few parts you can pick out that are very good and they're they're decent. Uh, I'd say Mitchell Robinson, maybe Kevin Knox, maybe Kevin Knox, but it is other than that, and, Deon, and they have DeAndre Jordan, Dennis Smith Jr. But realistically, their team is in bare bones at this moment and they needed a Zion Williamson to pick themselves up that's why I'm in as, as a loser I don't think necessarily they did I mean you there's so much talk about oh my goodness who's going who's going to the Knicks this offseason is it Jimmy Butler is it Kyrie and Kevin Durant is it Kevin Durant only I mean they didn't really lose out they've they've still got a great player to choose from um saying that maybe maybe Memphis I mean even though I've heard that they are locked in on taking John Morant imagine if they don't Imagine if John Morant goes to the New York Knicks, or imagine a, a, a they pull off a trade and they acquire their player from that third pick, and Kevin Durant is interested in going there. They didn't. I don't think they took a huge blow because I don't think the team would play well with, say, Kevin Durant does go and Zion Williamson got drafted by the New York Knicks. It wouldn't. I don't think they'd play very well together. Yeah, I don't think they would. I I think um, I didn't think they took as much of a loss as as the fans' reactions or as much as everybody is saying they did. I, they still got the third pick. What if Zion got I mean, great talent what it, by the third pick? What if Kevin Durant doesn't come to the New York Knicks this summer? That's a complete disaster. They have R.J. Barrett and DeAndre Jordan, and I I don't know if DeAndre Jordan's under contract still. They'll we probably don't know try where and anybody's him. going. So I can't I can't say that for sure that I was saying. That, or for sure that KD was going to the team, it's all just uh, it's all just thrown up in the air. Nobody really knows. It's just kind of hopes and and cross fingers. All right, guys, 
If you guys enjoyed the video, make sure to subscribe to our channel and leave a like and comment down below. Definitely. Definitely comment. All criticism is welcome. Definitely click that subscribe button and even notifications if you want to hear more. And when we do drop another exciting video. That's it. Peace.